Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Stanny. And you're listening to Mixed Politics. Welcome to episode 38.2. Okay. <laughs> let's go with that. 38 yeah. and a half. <laughs> All right. So, let's jump right into it. What are you mm. drinking again? I am still <laughs> drinking the peach flavored margarita and it's... Setting in pretty nicely right now. This is going to be the best episode ever <laughs> about the worst topic ever. Right. Uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking more Bacardi Black with less Coca-Cola and a splash of fucking rum and some grenadine. That's good. That's I'm good. I'm trying stuff. You know. Awesome. So, what are we talking about okay, tonight? Okay, so then? we're we're still talking about what's going on with the DC Trump indictment. Mm-hmm. So, if you missed part one of this episode, you might want to go back to that. You right now. have to go back and listen to that because it gives you all of the background: what's in the indictment, what's not in the indictment, and, and who's also, in the indictment. Who is in the indictment? Who are the co-conspirators yes. that are not named, and why are they not named? Let's go with that. So now we're going to dive into part two of this. Yeah. We just, I mean, we had so much to say about part one that we just decided it was best to split this into two split episodes. Split this into two. So and I'm like, I'm, I hope you guys appreciate the wardrobe change. Yeah. Got the quarter zip. For him, at least. I'm still wearing the same clothes. I don't live here. I can't change my clothes. <laughs> I don't live here either, but I do. Sorry. All right. Sorry. No, you're fine. All right. So. So we're going to talk about the judge. The judge. Okay, and I guess that's me, huh? That's you. This is all you. All right, so this judge, her name is Tanya Chuktan, and I, I, I'm sure I'm saying her name correctly. I hope I'm not I butchering heard it. I Chutkin, or but I wondered if that was the correct pronunciation. See of it. you. Okay, let's go with that. I, I mean, I'm not sure how it's pronounced because I haven't heard her say it. She's the one who speaks best. To She's the one who speaks it best. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look it up. I've heard people say Chutkin. Um, C-H-U-T. Oh, that was a fat finger. Oh, God. <laughs> it's T-K. There, there she go. is. Chanya Chutkan. Yep. Ah, that's nice. I should do better at this. It's fine. It's fine. It's not. We haven't done this in a while. No, it's not. I should do better at this for a different reason. That's not what you're thinking. What's that? Because uh, she's from Jamaica, isn't she? She is. Yes. She is. She's from Jamaica. She is Indian and black, just like a bunch of my cousins. Shout out to Noeli and Amari. Um, But, yeah, she totally is. And when this came out, because I want people to know, because a lot of people have a lot of shit to say, especially Trump this week about this judge and like whatever. She was chosen at random. Uh, it's I mean, always random. I mean, dice roll, fucking shaking names in a hat. Oh, this is the judge. Same as the judge in Florida. Same as the judge in yeah. Manhattan. They're always Completely random. Completely random. I mean, random number generator. RNG as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember when I found out that it was her, a bunch of my colleagues from high school and, and the people I grew up in Jamaica with were just like, he's fucking cooked. <laughs> He's but I have no, I have no basis to really oh God. like you are from Jamaica. So if if he had any hope at all, all hope is lost because I don't know if you know any Jamaican woman. <laughs> I have in known position, a few in positions of power. I have known a few. Them motherfuckers is ruthless. I'm scared. Of them. I'm sorry. 
I listen, love my Jamaican woman. Shout out to all of you. And this my sisters, my brothers, my cousins, my aunties, my uncles. But but especially the people in my family, you know who the fuck you are. You're ruthless as shit. Kareen, you know who you are. You ruthless as shit. And when I realized that this woman was a Jamaican, a career fucking law enforcement judges fuck woman, I was just like, oh, well, whatever they were hoping for. They, can just, <laughs> they need to just come in remorseful, mm-hmm. penitent, yes, contrite. Yes. Those are some words I haven't used in a sentence in a long time. But they, it, the entire team, I'm not talking about just Trump. Every person needs to just come in and be like, we were wrong. We were sorry. Please afford us leniency and mercy. Because you ain't gonna get none. The, the first Jamaican woman that I ever had the pleasure of knowing was a professor at the university we, that we went to. Oh. Her name has escaped my memory. She was an English professor. Mm. And she was so tough on me. God, they tough on everybody, man. It ain't just you. I'm sorry. It but ain't just the thing you. is, in, in the moment, I was really annoyed at that. But yeah. in, in hindsight, I'm so grateful. No, they, I'm so grateful. Let me tell you something. I cannot remember. Let me her tell name. you something. I'm so sorry. Let me tell you something she was about. Wonderful. Let me tell you something about the beloved, wonderful career Jamaican woman. They put their career above all else and they are serious about it yes. and they expect the same excellence that people expect from them and that they also deliver it's so true so when i look at this woman's background so and realize that not just me and what i biased my whole bias was of her before i started researching her mm. and looking her up and whatever when when I found out all the things that I found out about her, I was just like, oh, yeah, obviously, clearly. Right? So here's one key thing to note about her. She has tried a number of cases well before this. Apparently, she's been a judge for over 40 or something cases that mm-hmm. have to do with um, civil rights, uh, constitution, etc., etc. Yes. But specifically, she has tried a number of cases that has specifically to do with January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. This January 6th rodeo? Yes. Ain't her fifth. Like, she's been doing this for like the she's past an year and a half. expert at this at And that point. apparently, yeah. every case that she's tried of a January 6th offender, they've either, either had jail time or a massive fine or both or whatever. And her whole stance is, we had an insurrection and you were a part of it and this is your punishment. Mm-hmm. The end. Nothing else. There's no emotion. There's no Democrat versus Republican. There's no whatever. She's just like, according to the laws that we have set, you violated mm-hmm. those. And depending on how egregiously you've violated these laws, this is your sentence and roll. Now, the thing about that is that is upsetting to the GOP and like Trump followers or whatever is that she got what is the word it's not she got appointed 95 to 0 yes i'm so glad you brought that up 95 to 0 that means people on whatever section of the political spectrum said that this person is the real fucking deal. Like, 
whether you're libertarian or egalitarian or equestrian or aquatic, whatever, every 95 to zero said appoint her. I forgot to look it up to see who were the five that held out. Oh, they no. just not present? They just didn't vote or whatever. But That's no, what I'm going to check. It was, so you, you keep going. But it was, it was 95 to zero. 95. I know that number for a fact. So no one has a problem with this woman from her appointment. And then the second part of it is, is, is so awesome, right? I don't know if she follows the same procedure that we follow at my workplace, but we have a procedure called CYA. You probably heard of it. It's called cover your ass. In all of the fucking cases that she's tried for January 6th, uh, defendants are... I'm, they're not plaintiffs. It's the other word. I can't remember because I'm drunk. Um, never once has she ever written a statement or uttered a statement that said, Trump is the cause. He is guilty. He is the reason. He is whatever. She's never written anything or said anything negatively or positively about Trump at all. Right. Not one time. I'm glad you brought that up. Not not one time. There's no dissent. There's no case. There's no briefing. There's no dissertation. Nothing where she's ever mentioned. Trump is to blame for this. Trump is wrong. Trump is at fault. Trump is whatever. No, it just doesn't exist because there's a record of it. There's none. So 95 people appointed her to zero. And at no point in her, I, I want to say seven, it might be more than seven, but at very least seven um, court cases, trials of January 6th defendants, at no point in her sentencing or in her delivery of her judgment did she say anything negative or positive about Trump. At all. She did not. And I have a, a thing to say about that, but I'm sorry for the shocked look on my face. Go on. I saw it, and it's cool. I'm looking at the nay votes. Oh, there were nays? There were five nays. I'm sorry. Where did I get nays? I'm sorry, there were five not voting. That's what I was looking for. Oh, not voting. That's what I was looking for was the nays versus not voting. Mm -hmm. So my apologies. My shocked face was because I thought these were nays, and Cory Booker's name is there. (laughs) Not voting were Booker, Boozman, Casey, Cochran, and Lee. Casey! That's our guy from Ohio, isn't he not? Pennsylvania. 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 Who the fuck is So, um, New Jersey, Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, and Utah were non-voting. So Were they just, like, not present? They were just, or? they didn't, it doesn't say not present, it just says they, did, they didn't vote. So, mm-hmm. they could have been a not present. Might but have been on vacation the, or something. The point is that everybody else everybody that was there and voting voted else. yes. Like, there was not even one person. There was not a no for, vote. For this Jamaican-born female judge. Including Rafael Cruz. Nobody. Every single person that was in the Senate was just like, clearly look at her track record. She is impeccable. Let her do whatever the fuck she wants. Absolutely. 
And now, and she did not say anything disparaging about not, Trump. Not once. Can I just now, say? No, she's little... she's had she's tried many January 6th cases. She has, and I have to say something about that because I heard a Trump supporter take issue with her mm-hmm. about a quote that she said. So I think this is circulating on right wing media. Go on. I need to address this. Yeah. There was a quote from her that right wing media is latching onto to say that she's biased, and I think this is where we're going with the whole. Like, she's not fit to be this judge. Yeah. She had ruled over one of these cases for a January 6th defendant. Mm -hmm. He was sentenced to prison. And in the sentencing, she had said, you came here for the purpose of one man. That man being Donald Trump. But she still didn't name him. She did not name him. But the, the broader point is, judges make commentary based on the evidence provided in the trial Mm -hmm. so i need to really caution people like and i'm going to get this to this a little bit later in the jury selection process and how that's done yeah one has to be very careful at assuming that judges commentary out of context is actually within context judges make comments Based on the evidence in the trial. So I I haven't looked into that particular case. Yeah. But my first inclination is to give her the benefit of the doubt to say that defendant actually said that he was there for that more than one likely. person. Because a lot of them deflect to that when they don't have they any more that. defense. Exactly. So the judge yeah. making the comment, please look at the context of it and look at the details in the case. Because I assure you... I don't like to assume things, but I'm leaving it in the purview of possibility that she was making that comment because the defendant said that himself, that he was there because of of Donald Donald Trump. Trump. So her making that comment isn't inherently biased. It could be based on the facts of the case. I know for a fact that she's tried more than seven cases with the January 6th thing, and they've all been like prosecuted and gone to jail and indicted and convicted and whatever the fuck else. And the GOP talking point right now, and it goes all the way up to the head, because Donald Trump either tweeted today or yesterday, sometime over this weekend, Friday, Mm -hmm. Saturday, or whatever, that said that he's going to ask for a recusal of this judge because clearly she's biased and, and the jurors are biased. And the reason why they're saying that the jurors will be biased is because Washington, D.C. voted 96% for Joe Biden and only 4% for um Donald Trump for himself and he's saying that he wants to in his truth social post I don't know more than likely I know you're good enough you'll find it and post it here cuz I believe in you I will I already right. have it <laughs> it um it says that they want to move it to the great state of West Virginia because obviously you know West Virginia voted for Trump because they don't like the medicare <laughs> that they receive from the rest of us so somebody sent me a like his attorney did a, an interview on Fox News that said West Virginia is a very diverse state. And I was like. <laughs> I have friends from West Virginia. Shout out, Jenny. You know that that state ain't diverse. It ain't diverse there. So, uh, uh, no, but going back to being very serious, um, Washington, D.C. and this met- metropolitan area does have a diverse uh, group of people, yes. even within DC itself. Oh, absolutely! Like, co- like, come on, guys! Like, just think about it. Give it, give, give, give me three, give me five seconds of thought. How much diversity do you think the capital of the nation, where all the rich and powerful people live and congregate, has? 
I'm going I'm to I'm throw it out there. I'm going to give you the biggest bait ever. Do you think that's a lot of white people or a lot of like minorities and like whatever? Do you think, do you think a lot of minorities more than anybody else lives in Washington, D.C.? Lawyers, <laughs> clerks of lawyers, legal assistants, paralegals, political pundits, because, yeah. analysts, political analysts, political experts, news anchors, anybody who has a press pass to the White House. Mm. You know, that's a bunch of black people <laughs> living in D.C. All right, well, let's be real. Right. Anyways, so um, according to anyone who has five brain cells to rub together, they're... The recusal is not going to happen because this right. bold as fuck and blemishless as fuck Jamaican woman judge isn't going to be like, I recuse myself because I right. don't want political heat and I'm scared for my life because people are going to shoot my husband at the front door. No. She don't give a motherfucker. She takes it seriously. She takes it seriously. And she knows that this is going to be an opportunity for her in the annals of history, not annals, annals, get your mind together. The annals of history yes. where she was the presiding judge who put the first American president in prison. You think she takes this lightly? Now, let's not jump to conclusions that she's going to, I mean, because it's really up to you. You know what? You know what's going to be funny? When we come back to this episode and I was like, Stanley was right. <laughs> there have been, okay, there have been so many times. When either Stainy or myself, we have predicted things that have come true. I'm considering putting out some TikToks that actually are clips of us predicting things oh, that have come true. Yeah. Go over to TikTok and look for those because I'm going to put them up soon. Um, so, yes, we can revisit that because I, I just, in the interest of being impartial. Yeah. And that goes to how judges are supposed to be and how juries are supposed to be. We can't say that her name's going to be attached to putting him in prison. We don't know that yet. But her name is attached to history already. She knows that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she is historical. the presiding judge over this case. Yeah. So regardless of what happens in this case, her name is attached to history yeah. forever. So so listen, I'm going to tell you this right now because I'm going to predict it. There will be no recusal. Right. She will be the judge on the case. Regardless of what Trump has to tell you. The also the 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 trial will not be moved to West Virginia or any other state because DC is diverse as fuck and it's white as fuck. Yes. Those two things are not going to happen. Mm -mm. The judge will be the honorable Miss Tanya or Mrs. I don't want to whatever. Miss Tanya. And and that's what it's going to be. And I'm excited about it. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you my Trumpito is getting cooked. Yes. He definitely has an uphill battle if he thinks he's going to get off on this. So I'm going to segue into jury selection because it really goes hand in hand with this. Mm -hmm. Like these things are not different. They are part of the same process. I have heard so many people say that Judge Chutkin cannot be on this trial because she's biased either because she was appointed by Obama or because she has already presided over some of the January 6th trials. And what that tells me is whoever says that comment 
is starting from a position of believing that people cannot set aside their personal beliefs from their mm. political beliefs. I've I watch Mueller, I watch Mueller do that, and he's so Republican. Many this have done that. So the earliest litmus test for whether somebody is fit to serve on a jury mm-hmm. is if they say stupid shit like that. I have been called to jury duty so many times. Me too. I and have, I, I haven't gone. I have been. It's been settled out of court before I showed up at the courthouse. Like the day before, I called in. You know, you call the number and they say, "Oh, it's been settled." So yeah. The last time I was called for jury duty, I actually sat in the courthouse for hours waiting to be called for for selection. And then they settle out of court. And I was disappointed because I understand the civic duty involved in this kind of thing because it is requi- it, it's a requirement for all jurors to take an oath. Yeah. The oath is that you will listen to and you will make your decision based solely upon the evidence presented in court, not even the evidence that you think qualifies as evidence but the evidence that is presented and that the the judge says is admissible so the jurors take an oath to say that they will be impartial and if a juror decides to take that oath and then decides to vote solely based on their partisan beliefs that they just like Donald Trump and they think that he's innocent just because they love him so much they are violating their oath mm-hmm. So the quickest path to tell me that you're not fit to serve on a jury is to say some stupid shit like that. That, oh, it's impossible to get an impartial jury in D.C. because, you know, it's a bunch of fucking liberals. That's not what jury duty is about. Mm -hmm. And please tell me that you can do better than that. Because jury duty is, it means setting aside your personal biases and listening to evidence and making a decision based judgment. on the evidence alone yeah. and not on your personal bias. And I get really triggered. Like, I really get fired up about certain things. Yeah. Voting rights, jury duty, and women's rights. Those are the three things that are triggers for me. So when people say things like, she's not fit to serve as a judge because she's ruled over some of these things and she's given sentences to people who were there because of Trump. Yeah. Please miss me with that bullshit of thinking that she is, that she's partisan first and judge second. I am tired of people. And and that's really what it boils down to is that, People see themselves reflected in others and assume that they can't do the job Mm -hmm. because it just means that they themselves could never be fit to serve on a jury because they can't let go of their personal like dick sucking for Trump. That's what they want to do. They want to love him so much. Trump fellatio. Trump fellatio. They couldn't personally see themselves letting go of their bias. To serve on a jury. So they think that nobody else so can. So they think nobody else can. And I and I assure you, if I sit on a jury, I'm going to listen to that evidence. Yeah. And I'm going to make a decision. Because I don't want to be wrong. I, I don't, don't be... I, I take it seriously yeah. that human rights are in question here. And so if you honestly think that people, that you yourself can't set aside your personal bias mm. in order to judge the evidence in this case and say that Trump may be guilty... All that tells me is that you're unfit to serve on a jury, and that's pretty yeah. fucking sad. So, uh, one of the, like I said, 
like Beth said, actually, the talking points is like grasping at straws to try to like delegitimize her as the judge. But they have nothing because she's so fucking smart. She's I, smart. She, she, I, I'm sure she thought maybe I'll end up being the judge on this case. So let me never give an op- opinion of Trump, positive or negative, at any point in mm-hmm. my career that could be recorded. That's the way they operate no matter what. Yeah. Like, there's no foresight into her saying, maybe someday you I'll think sit so? on this okay, jury. Okay, The people that are serious about being the, a judge... Right. They don't fuck up. They understand that there is a paper trail for everything. There that there's is. always somebody listening to every conversation. Mm-hmm. And that everything they put on record can be challenged by somebody else for civil rights violations. There it is. So they understand, they take their job seriously, and they yeah. know that they're in the interest of human rights first, mm-hmm. politics way last. Dead last. Dead and, last. Except if you're Clarence Thomas. It, right. And you get that's an RV you that's tell... $300,000 from some fucking Texas tycoon. <laughs> that's how you tell a good judge from a, from a not so good judge. I won't say bad. Good versus bad is just a terrible judge. So constructive versus destructive judges. Yeah. The constructive ones are ready to accept that somebody could challenge their decision at any time. Yeah. The destructive judges are the ones that say... This is ironclad. What I say is... Law. Law. Which, I can, which, I can which, never be which, challenged. Which kind of is because the Constitution does lay out that judges are the personification of the law. Checks and balances, though. Checks and balances. Not for the Supreme fucking court what we're dealing with right balances. now. We're going to get to that. I we're, hope so. We are going to get to that. You know what we should do the next episode? What? <laughs> Supreme Goddamn court? Supreme Court corruption. Let's do it. Hand selecting people in West Virginia is purely for political reasons. Yeah, it clearly is. Not for the fitness of the jury. Not at all. Because people in West Virginia should be questioning, well, why are they bringing it why here? You, why you choose us, my guy? Why do you choose why us? Why you choose us? You think we soft? That's like that's, <laughs> that's the thing is that it's an insult to it people is. in West Virginia yeah. to believe you, that they You can... think we're not law-abiding fucking citizens. Exactly. It is so manipulative and backhanded compliment to be like, "We love West Virginia. We think that they're wonderful." Why would you th- because jurisdiction is based on where the crime was committed. And January it, 6th happened in D.C. And it wasn't in fucking West Virginia. It wasn't in West Virginia. Why did they select West Virginia? I'm For anybody in West Virginia that may be watching, yeah. I'm going to level with you. They chose your state because they think you're stupid. And I'm sorry that they feel that way about you. I don't yep. feel that way about you. But they do. So please question who you're voting for if they're willing to throw you under the bus. Right. They think that you don't have the ability to be impartial. It's sad. It's sad. That is okay. I like it's, what you. I like what you just did there. It's, that is, it's the truth, though. It, but it is the they truth. They absolutely wow. feel like West Virginians are too stupid to really like be impartial. Be here. impartial. I believe in West Virginia, and I honestly think if it. Were I personally happen, don't, but I understand what you're going with. I go, believe. Go it. with it. I believe in West Virginia because they all take an oath, and and so let me let me do one last thing about the jury selection. Mm-hmm. It's called voir dire. It is a process. Did you hear about that? Did you hear of Vaudeer? I was about to talk about that, but go ahead. Oh, gosh. Okay. God damn it. So, I'm sorry. You didn't put it in your bullet point. I know. I know. Talk. I know. But like, I'm totally like, yes, that was a part of it. Okay. So Vaudeer is the process of doing the jury selection yeah. in which they can ask certain questions. And now I listened to 
attorney underscore die on TikTok. She's also on YouTube. I will link her channel below. I listened specifically to her because she does a great job of covering um, certain cases, mm -hmm. law cases, and she will show the documents and she will go through them. I did not specifically listen to her cover this case yeah. in detail, but I did listen to her explanation of Wadir. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's French. It's, it is French. <laughs> so it's the questions that are asked of jurors um, in order to determine if they are... Biased or complicit correct. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And so the both the prosecution and the defense have to agree on a juror before they are placed on the jury. Right. So you can't ask them party affiliation. That is off the table. Mm. However, they the prosecution or defense can ask them specific questions to deduce that. So um, whatever can help to deduce if they are biased, mm -hmm. so much so that they would say, whatever Trump does, I'm going to say he's innocent. innocent. Or whatever Trump does, I'm going to say he's guilty. This is a planned process. And it is yeah. agreed upon by both prosecution and defense. So there would not be a juror that's like, whatever Trump does, he's fucking guilty. And there would not be a juror that says, whatever Trump does, he's fucking innocent. They have to agree upon these jurors. Both defense both. and prosecution. They both have to agree upon these jurors. That is a process of voir dire. So if we get to the point that a juror is saying they're only basing their verdict on their personal beliefs, that means they have swindled the prosecutor, swindled mm. the defense attorney, and swindled the and fucking swindled judge. the judge. It's not just the def it's not like the defense chooses the prosecution. Mm -mm, uh, mm -mm. Sorry, the jury. The, the jury, yeah. It's both of them and the judge. They have to agree. Like all three have to agree. Like the prosecution can say we want this juror, and the the pro and the defense can be like we want this juror, and then the judge is just like. That juror is an idiot. Right, right. And so they don't get on the thing, and it's over. And this is the kind of thing that a lot of people, like, there's a running joke amongst people who want to get out of jury duty that they say, well, I'll just say I'm pro-death penalty. <laughs> like, the prosecution, the defense, or the judge could call bullshit on that. Like, you're not going to get away with just making shit up. Yeah. They have methods and means to figure out if you're just saying random shit to get out of jury duty. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it's insulting to West Virginia for Trump to even suggest that they're going to move yeah, to be West because, Virginia. Because automatically, once we go to West Virginia, it's going to be all in favor of Trump. No. Like, I think the, the fascism has like, I don't know if it's corrupted his brain, but maybe corrupted the people around him where they don't mm. understand how this works. It it didn't corrupt these people. It's exposing how they feel about other people. Oh, okay. Republicans have never respected small towns, West Virginia, Kentucky. Indiana. Indiana. Missouri, Nebraska, Missouri, this is, this is Oklahoma. This is bringing to the surface that, that bias they have of thinking that, that for example, that... They believe that West Virginians are such simpletons that they could just be in favor of Trump and nothing will be wrong. I believe that I'm when sure you could find 12 people in 12 unbiased people in West Virginia. When you and, go, and he's gonna be fucked anyways. 
when you go through the process, <coughs> when when West Virginians are called to jury duty, they go through the process of questioning. Mm-hmm. They have to fill out information about themselves, how they feel about certain things. They are questioned by the prosecution, questioned by the defense attorney, yeah. questioned by the judge. I believe in West Virginians to be honest, and and if they're honest about their biases, they will be removed. Told that they're not on the jury. They're not fit. If people are honest about the fact that they're willing to hear the information, yeah, and they swear an oath, <laughs> I believe that when people Bible. swear an oath, that they do take it somewhat seriously. There are still those people who are disingenuous, but that is not a failure of the system. It's a failure of that individual to set aside their personal biases. So that's the thing is that this is exposing the fact that that the Republican Party and Trump himself has a really shitty perspective on West Virginia. On West Virginia. I would be insulted if I lived in West Virginia. I'd be like, ooh. It'd be so funny if just, just this fucking blunder causes West Virginia to like flip. We'd be like, who the fuck you think you are? Ugh. We're now voting Democrat. Ugh. Fuck you. So what's been the reaction from the GOP? So but one thing that oh, did stand out to me, and I don't know if you have if you mm-hmm. have anything to add, but I remember when the indictment came out and it was official on the day that it came out. There were so many people from the media, elected officials, whatever, who had things to say. And I want to point out three people specifically. Okay. Susan Mikowski, I believe she is the senator of Alaska. One of. She was one of the few GOP members who I want to say Susan Mikowski is not her name. What? Murkowski. Murkowski's correct, but Susan... You don't think it's Susan? Let's find out. I'm too drunk to remember. <laughs> I love it! Well, that's the part I like. It's, it's not Susan. What is it? Lisa know. Murkowski. It's Lisa. Is Susan the one from fucking Susan Vermont? Susan Collins. Collins! I think she's from... She's from Bernie Sanders State. Maine? Somewhere. Ver- she's well, over there. Bernie Sanders is from Vermont. Vermont. So one of them. And I, I love that we're having this like blunder. Please leave this in. Yes. Because yeah, we're not perfect. We're this figuring it out. This is what happens when we're drunk. I yeah. know it's not right, but we need to Google right. it to figure no. it out. And it's fine as long as we fucking get it correct. But yes. like, I wanted her name to be Susan, though. Lisa Lisa Murkowski. Susan Collins is Susan the one. Collins! Susan Collins right, is the right, one right, that right. said Trump learned his lesson, and he clearly did not right. learn his lesson. So Lisa Murkowski. Yes. Now, that she's from Alaska for sure. Yes, right. she is. So we, we, we fact-checked ourselves, as yes. we often do before and after the show. Because we're honest here. Right. We're trying to, we're not trying to, you know. So Lisa Murkowski, she was the one of the only female um, senators who voted to indict Trump. To and impeach? Impeach. Impeach. Him. Impeach. Sorry. Yes. Not indict. Impeach. Yes. Trump. And, like, she came on. There's so much fire. And she was, you know, everybody's in there. Oh, you're a traitor. And, like, all the fucking GOP wanted her hang in at gallows or whatever. Yeah. She actually won re-election. Yeah, she did. Is, is so funny. She did. In like, Alaska, nonetheless. Yeah, it's like, oh, you hate me so much, but you re-elected me? You I don't why? know. Alaska has ranked choice voting. That oh. has a lot to do with it. Okay. We'll talk about that another time. Yes. But, yes. I know what that means. But, yeah. so, no, I do. So, she... So she was one of the ones that came out was just like her statement, and I'm paraphrasing, heavily paraphrasing, was much like, 
I fucking told you so. Like, did you not see the fucking evidence? Did you want me to look at this evidence we and say, this ain't true? Because it is. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, her, like, she had the smallest statement of all. She was just like, yeah, presidents ain't allowed to do the shit that homeboy did. And I'm not cool with it. So g- good luck. <laughs> and like, so now she's like justified or like adjudicated saying she's validated. She's validated. Definitely. That's also yeah. a good word. I like that. Yes. Validated. She's validated. Yeah. Um, then there was Senator Mitt Romney because he loves to straddle the fucking fence. He likes fences between his... Meanwhile, so... (laughs) (coughs) Mitt Romney. (laughs) What the fuck to tell you? He does like to straddle the fucking... He likes the grass being greener at least on one of his feet. I'm sorry, but that was just really funny the way you said that. I'm sorry. We're... We're... We're at the... He does this often. He does. He does this often. So, he was one of the ones to be like, yeah... Um, I'm not cool with the shit that Trump did. I'm really not cool with an insurrection. And to be fair to him, he also voted for the impeachment of President Trump. The first time and the second time? Both. The second both times. Time. Both times. See, both times. I respect that because yeah. his, President Trump is the only president who's been impeached twice. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was justified both times. Right. So that's the thing. Now... Both of those people you could probably guess early on. You could be like Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney. Um, let me see if I can think of another GOP senator who would immediately be like, yeah, fuck that. Um, there is the third that I'm thinking. I cannot remember his name, but he basically has kind of like been on the sidelines. It's not going to come to me. Okay. But there was there's at least a third that was... Well, Chris Christie's another one. But he's not a senator. Is he a senator? He's, no, he's not, not a senator. senator. No, he's no, just, no. But he's yeah. like in the GOP. Yeah. He's been very outspoken. He, he definitely is. Now, um, posthumously, and I love that I pronounced that correctly. And then, uh, because I used to pronounce it like the Jamaican British way. And like American people would look at me. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it on this podcast. But they would look at me like, huh? And I'm like. Post is a prefix by itself and it has its own pronunciation. So that'll help you a little bit. Yeah. But posthumously. Posthumously. The motherfucking senator from Arizona that died. That was in... McCain. McCain would have definitely... I I want to believe that McCain would have been like, that's some fuck shit you did. Fuck that. You know what McCain would have done? done? He would have walked up and just been like... I couldn't have said it any better myself. Because let's let's recall mm. Donald Trump when he was running for president in twenty sixteen said that he would prefer people who weren't captured in war. John McCain is a, a war, war hero. hero and war prisoner. He was a prisoner of war for years. So for for a president of the United States who's to, also never been to war who has never who has never been to war because of whether the war was justified or not that's a different Vietnam conversation. was not justified it was not neither McCain yeah. nor Trump should have been in Vietnam right. but but when called upon McCain suited his fucking ass up as a red blooded American and went to serve America's interest 
You can't argue with that. And a president of the United States, the commander in chief of the armed services, says, I prefer people, people who, who weren't, weren't captured. captured. That should have been your first clue not to make this guy president. But he was for four years. And because, I agree because, with of, you. because of fucking bone spurs. Because of bone and spurs. like McCain had no objection, no reservation. He was just like, they called me. Time to fucking. I got it. my family. Love you, kiss you, my kids, and right. and I'm heading out. This is my duty. I I don't necessarily support the purpose of the war and whatever, but I can support a man who said I signed up for this. This is my job. I have to go. Bye. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't argue with that. So at all. there that are is some that is some heavy shit. I agree with you. McCain would have been, would have walked in and said, Nah, fuck you. I'm out. So, Absolutely. but surprisingly, the most surprisingly of all the GOP reactions is, and I don't know if this is because it's politically expedient because he's now running for president, but Mike Pence. <laughs> I, I, I was so, I was so excited when I read all his comments. He was just like, he was like a person who has been indicted, pretty much paraphrasing, for an insurrection against the United States should never be president of the United States. And I was just like, hey, bro, weren't you my homeboy VP? I don't like he was like, like, if he shit, you wipe. I don't understand you. What are you doing? I don't know. But like, but not just him. DeSantis. <laughs> For the first time, because he's been asked multiple times on his campaign trail or campaign trail or whatever else, like, how do you feel about the Trump indictment and January 6th, whatever? And he was just like, oh, it's, and he would deflect or whatever. But like now, both him and Mike Pence this week has just been like, what Trump did was wrong, and he should not have incited those people. Uh, they, they should not have had a conspiracy. Joe Biden won the election fair and square, whatever. And I was just like. And I don't know if it's a situation where it's like sharks smell blood in the water and they're just like, fuck it, let's feast. Let's all feast together. Or it's an individual thing where it's just like, nah, fuck that guy. I don't like him. Fuck him. Well, but like when Mike Pence comes out and says, uh, wait, let me, let me, let me find the quote because I want to quote him verbatim, which is going to probably be the first and only time in my life. I've, I fucking... <laughs> Mike Pence. You got your caps lock on. I do, I do. Because Mike Pence, he's a huge figure. He's an alarming figure. We um, are too drunk for this. Indictment. I spell that he correctly. Has, he has made a lot of public yeah. statements lately. I will wait until you're finished making your uh, point before I say my... It, it doesn't matter. He was... Oh, <laughs> the best part. I did see this. Oh, so yes. he started selling this merch, these shirts and stuff, and like bags, tote bags or whatever, saying that he's too honest because that's what Trump had said that about him. Exactly what in the indictment. Let, let they me, put it in the indictment. Let me find, let me find it. A they were just it. like, hang on a second, hang on a second. Mike Pence is too honest, and it's just like, oh, how can you be too honest? Either you're honest or you're not. I don't understand. Where the two part comes in. Uh, Not oh, here we go. It's page 33 mm -hmm. of the indictment. It's linked in the show notes below. Okay. <clears throat> this is on January 1st, 
Trump called vice president and berated him because he had learned that Pence had opposed a lawsuit seeking a judicial decision that at certification the vice president Pence yeah. had the authority to reject or return votes to the United to to the states under the constitution. I will get to that specifics. And this is my highlight. The vice president responded that he thought there was no constitutional basis for such authority and that it was improper. In response, Trump told the vice president, you're too honest. So for all of the people who have said politicians lie, yeah, we can't we couldn't have voted for Hillary because she lies too much. We needed to vote for Trump because he wasn't a politician. Here is a quote referring to Mike Pence, which he has now confirmed in public statements, that Trump, the non-politician that you voted for in 2016 and 2020, yeah. was saying that Pence was too honest to deny his request to overthrow your vote in the election. Pence... One of the most honest, according to Trump. According to Trump. According and to Trump. And he said this week that he had gone to the dark side. Right. This is Star Wars to him. This right. Is fucking crazy. Trump says that Pence is a is an honest man, and you're willing to think that Mike Pence is terrible because he's a lying politician. Well, maybe you should look at Trump because Trump yeah. says Pence was a bad man because he wasn't willing to to lie okay so here's a direct quote from mike pence it goes today's indictment serves as an important reminder anyone who puts himself over the constitution of the united states of america should never not the first time not the second time not any time be president of the united states and then following that, he said, I will have more to say about the government's case after reviewing the indictment. But his initial reaction was that anyone who subverts or challenges or opposes the Constitution of the United States should never at all be president of the United States. DeSantis says he was wrong. He was wrong to do whatever. He finally comes. So this is the GOP's reaction now this could fill an entire other episode yeah, because sure. now this is going to cause a split in the party yes it will because you have the gop the conservative the fiscal conservatives and whatever and then you have the yes. fucking q on weird ass dumb fucks <laughs> and the, so the cucumbers oh. i've heard them referred to as cucumbers lately and i think that's i don't understand the cumber part well but a cucumber a cucumber is a vegetable mm. Cute. <laughs> Cute. A cucumber. See? It's funny. That is actually hilarious. <laughs> I heard that yesterday yeah, for the cucumber. first time and I was like, that's right. fucking so fantastic. I think I think both DeSantis and Mike Pence and others who are part of the GOP are just like, okay, we can distance ourselves from this and not right. risk political suicide. Because yes. two years ago, it would have been political suicide. Absolutely. But I think because of all of the evidence that has come out since... They've realized that, no, some people, even as dense as they are, can be reasonable. Yes. And it's like, you did this. You took the fucking documents. You raped that fucking woman. 
you called Georgia and Arizona and had them try to change votes. You enlisted Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and had them try to fucking install electorates to cause mass confusion to throw out the fucking legitimate election of Joe Biden. All of these things are true and you did them or you were a part of them or you sanctioned them or allowed them and this is where we are. So fuck you. Right. I think that's where the GOP, the stalwart, so. the fucking conservatives, the fiscal conservatives, not the fucking evangelical, let me fillet Trump all day and all night people are. Right. I think right, that's right. where they are. Right. So we're going to talk about Reconstruction era laws that are referenced in the indictment. This introduction into the concept of mm. when former President Trump has to be accountable for old laws that are in the Constitution. Welcome to what everybody else has to fucking deal with. The best. Come into our club. I'm so, I don't want to cut you, because, but I do yeah. like doing that, apparently, because yeah. I do it so often. Um, <laughs> the best part about that whole thing that you just mentioned is that when he became president, right? Yeah. He fucking passed a law that like was trying to indict slash convict Hillary Clinton yeah. Yeah. about like her yeah. having classified documents right. and like keeping them on an unsecure server and out of a skiff and whatever, whatever. And yeah. it's like that very same law that you signed as president into law is now the very same one that is fucking you over on the second indictment for you holding fucking documents in the Mar-a-Lago bathroom next to the chandelier and the copy machine in the bathroom. Yeah. Had you not signed this law, lawmakers would look at this and be like, oh yeah, he good. But you did it. This is the classic case of biting off your nose to spite your face. That's what we would say where I'm from. In America, you would say, throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And I think there's like another version of it, but I don't uh, care. My version is, karma is a boomerang. You throw it out there, it gonna come right back I'm at so you. I'm so sorry. No one says that, Beth. Karma, I say that. Karma is a bitch. That's what... Karma the, is a bitch, yes, but it's a fucking it's boomerang. Also, it's all boom. It's a boomerang. Okay. You throw that shit out there, it gonna come right back in your face. So you're right. He he fucked it. He fucked himself. He elevated the misdemeanor to a felony. Yeah. And now he's being charged with that very same thing. Yeah. What about her emails? What about the documents that you had in your motherfucking bathroom next to the golden chandelier and the golden toilet the golden and toilet. the goddamn <laughs> Xerox machine? Why do you have a copy machine in your bathroom? Why do you have a copy? This man does not live like normal people live. I'm sorry. He does if, not live. Can like you imagine people. like taking a dump and it's like, just like that? Like that's a normal procedure. That is not a normal procedure. No one makes copies in their bathroom while they're taking a shit. No one. No American. No earthling. No human says. You know what? I feel like I need to go do a number two. But before I do that. Right here, I'm going to put this on the top. And just 15, start. And all right, now I'm going to sit here now. Okay, I'm ready. Roll off some fucking two-ply. 
that's never happened in the history of, of life of, of like that's not a thing that's not a thing who the fuck has a copy machine in your bathroom there are a lot of things people don't have in their bathrooms and I promise you copy machine is like not on top of the list like, no, honestly, as an American, you would more likely have a refrigerator, like a mini fridge in your bathroom before you had a copy machine. You because you, you'd just be like, you know what, fucking shower beer, shit beer, I'm in here, so I'll have a beer. <coughs> copy machine comes after refrigerator. I would never think to have a copy machine in my bathroom. Well, that's where he fucking had it. West Virginia. Why would he have this? West Virginia, if you're listening, this man does not live like you. He has a copy machine in his bathroom. He, I he think that, ain't you. I think that's the best statement ever. He don't live like you, nor would he ever, nor does he want you around him living like you live around him he where he He would not lives. have you in his club. None of you have a membership to Mar-a-Lago. None of you can afford it. And none of you would allow would be allowed to purchase it. Absolutely. You you can't. But you still support this man. And so he finds it politically expedient to take to yes. want to take his case to your state because he thinks you're dumb as fuck. Surprise him. And on that note, one of the reasons why so many Republicans that watch Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, mm. CNN, MSNBC, they kind of, some people absorb information and want to trust their news source to provide them what's relevant and what's necessary. But I assure you that no matter what news station you watch, they're not giving you the full context. I'm gonna give you the full context here. There is a reconstruction era law that is referenced in this document, and that's the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And I really want to uh, to make sure that we cover why this is relevant. Because I had researched this back when we were in college, because the election of 2000 was very similar to the election of 1876. Hey, by the way, fuck Janet Reno and everybody who she rolled with. Right. To this day. Right. Um, back when we were in school together, I was keeping newspaper clippings and if I can find them, I will share them mm. in screenshots here because there was reference back in 2000 to the 1876 election being the last time that it was really contested that electro electors that were selected in certain states were in question because the electoral count was so close. Basically, neither candidate, Republican or Democrat, had a plurality, yeah. had a majority, majority or plurality. So the electoral count of 1887 was put in place because not only of the election of 1876, where maybe this sounds familiar, but several states submitted competing slates of electors. Mass confusion. Just like Trump tried to do this time in 2020. But also the elections of 1880 and 1884 were very close. So after 1884, 
Congress decided that it was necessary to have a process in place. And this goes right back. Now I can't remember if it was episode one or episode two that you're watching right now mm. when you made this point. But Sandy made the point that it was necessary for us to have a process that kind of segregated the their vice president from the process. Mm. Absolutely true. The elections of 1880 and 1884 were so close that there were a lot of concerns that partisanship in the House would lead to influence into how electors were decided or how disputes were decided among states. So the Electoral Count Act of 1887, it just formalized the process to say, we're gonna, it was actually minimizing Congress's role in the electoral process, mm. specifically because they did not want the vice president or legislators, members of the House, to be involved in the process. So that's why when you look at this indictment or when you look at news reports about certain deadlines as, as it relates to electors in the state, it says there's December 14th, December 12th, December 13th, December, just depending on what year the elections are held in. All of that stems back to the Electoral Count Act of 1887, where they basically said individual states being sovereign, and according to Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution, says states shall run their elections. And after those elections are decided, there is a specific date that all states have to certify their electors. So, and some chose not a specific date, but like a specific time, like 14 days after, 10 days yeah. after, 12 days after. It's kind of like how voting day happens in America, where it's like the first Tuesday after the first Monday, yeah. it's that kind of thing. But there's a specific date that's chosen in each state. Those states have to certify their electors and send it to Congress. And that's what the Electoral Count Act was. Mm -hmm. In 1887, it said, let's not let legislators be part of this process at the federal level. Mm -hmm. Let's just say states certify. Once they certify whatever date they choose, they send it to the Senate. It's sent to the archivist. The archivist keeps it under lock and key. And then on January 6th, it's opened by the vice president and it's read. That's it. Mm. And it's exactly what Staney said before. Like they wanted to limit the power that the legislators had, that the vice president had, because there were so many, there were so many elections that were coming into I guess coming into question, it's probably the best way to say it. They were coming into question because when you send legislators to Washington, they are partisan in nature. They were elected to a certain political party. Mm. But the more involvement you have in, in the legislators in, in, the, in the elections, the more likely it is that they would influence in a negative way. And be way. corrupt or like exactly. bullshit. Yeah. So this is very relevant because so many times throughout the indictment, it's referenced that the vice president has the power to send the certifications back to the states, and absolutely not. So this is something that I have brought up in um, TikToks. 
through live streams, talking to certain people. <clears throat> I guess I want to kind of bring this awareness to people to think about the difference when you're when you're getting information from media sources mm -hmm. the nuance is very important as it relates to this particular case there's a difference between the 12th amendment and the house rules about the 12th amendment so mike pence was going based strictly upon the 12th amendment of the constitution which says that the vice president will open the votes and count them. That is what the Constitution says. Mm -hmm. So if you are a constitutional conservative and you believe in the Constitution, that is what you should go by. As of 2020, it's since been changed because mm -hmm. of what happened on January 6th. Right. But as of 2020, the vice president shall open the count or open the ballots and they shall be counted. That is exactly what the Constitution says. No more, no less. The House rules about the 12th Amendment is what I've heard a lot of people reference. And I think it's very important for people to realize that when I have heard a lot of people, I could name names, I'm not going to. There are some people on TikTok that are making their name on spreading disinformation. Hmm. And they are spreading disinformation specifically to say that Mike Pence had the power to send this back to the states. What they're referring to is the 12th Amendment House Rules, which is very different from the Constitution. And I'm going to link this information below so that you can see exactly what I'm referring to. But I've looked at the House rules in that were relevant in 2021 because mm -hmm. they were adopted on January 4th of 2021. So they would have been relevant to January 6th, those proceedings. Yeah. And it's very specific to say if there are any disputes about the election, they will be, they have to be adopted by at least one senator in the Senate in order for it to be taken up as an actual issue in the House. So when you hear people say, Mike Pence had the authority to do this, to, to hear objections, there are specific House rules mm -hmm. that govern exactly how that information is handled. But those are House rules that's not constitutional. So it is absolutely emphatically false for people to say that Mike Pence had the constitutional right to hear objections, no. He had a certain obligation under the House rules to do so, but not under the Constitution. Constitution you can't, to actually read the You can't take House rules to court. No. House rules are House rules. They're adopted every year. They're changed every year. And the House rules, I will link them below so you can see exactly what they read in 2021, January 4th, mm. prior to this situation that we're talking about. It is very important that people understand the context of what they're dealing with. And please be very mindful that when people are misleading you, when they say that Mike Pence had, and Donald Trump said that, Mike Pence, he believed Mike Pence had the authority to do a certain thing. And my, and my and Mike Pence being actually a student of the Constitution, as much as I don't like this fucking um, weird ass 
pray away the gay <laughs> fucking governor of Indiana. He actually read the Constitution and he knew what his job description was. And he was just like, mm, I don't have that power. I can't do that. And so I won't profess to do that because right. I know I can't. And the whole reason that this Electoral Count Act that's referred to in the mm. indictment exists is because there were people who in the 1800s had submitted these different um, slates of electors. And mm -hmm. so now Trump is trying to introduce the very same thing that happened in the 1800s. But that's the whole reason that this act exists, is to say, we don't need two slates of electors. Individual states have the right yeah. to hold their elections, govern the laws by which they will be run, and to choose a date in which they will be certified. Congress's only duty is to accept those certifications and read them aloud. Yep. That's it. And that's really the whole point to wrap this all up is that he was trying to subvert the Constitution because he wanted to stay in power. And he but, used every means possible yeah. to try to do so. He had a conspiracy and a plan A and a plan B and a plan C and state. And then also had a plan that had something to do with sending all these people in to stop the fucking ceremony, right. which is literally a ceremonial aspect of what was done two months before. That's the thing is that and the Electoral Count Act says all the states certify in December. Basically, mm -hmm. they certify in December. They send their votes yeah. to the Senate. And then it's, I'm sorry, and to, their, the, to, to the House. House. And, then it's, and then after that, it's just, it's they, a ceremony. It's like, here, it by the way, I'm opening this envelope and I'm going to tell you who the runner-up to Miss America right. and Miss USA is that we've already chosen before the pageant even fucking started. Might as well be You that. don't even fucking know. Might as well be. Because Miss that's America. what it was. Exactly. I know. I know. I made that analogy because Trump runs Miss America. But that's whatever. Miss Teen USA, I think is what it was. Oh, he's a teeny teeny. He used to go into the... Um... I know. I know. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm aware. And for anybody who's pressed about, oh, the 1800s is ruling our 21st century laws, again, welcome to the club. Now you see the issue with not amending the Constitution as often as we probably should. We really should do this every 10 years, at the very least. 10 to 20 years. Yeah. So sure. the laws exist for a reason. The rule, the party of of law and order should be welcoming the opportunity for him to present his case. Law and other for thee, not for me. Right. So Trump has an opportunity to prove <laughs> it's not dependent upon the pay, uh, upon the case. He doesn't have to prove that fraud existed, but this is the opportunity to prove that fraud happened in the 2020 election i guarantee you he will not present that information because it does not exist because if it had existed these 61 cases wouldn't have been thrown out he would have shown it by now so please i've linked the information below everything that we've referenced today is linked below please read it <laughs> check our tiktok we are more than happy to share information that can help you to understand I'm the context so of this. Shocked that we have a TikTok. 
but okay. If it's because I spend most of my time on TikTok, I am not on Facebook anymore. I feel you. I know. I know that. I know that. Yeah. So, anyways, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We are on Patreon. See, my Apple Watch is like, it's time to stand. And I'm like, fuck no, it's time to drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash politics, where we give back to you as much as you give to us. Whether it's merchandise or coming to be a part of the show <laughs> or having your questions answered on the show etc 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 and we've been through this if you're a fan of the show you know what this spiel is and so i'm going to save you the indignity of hearing it again if you go to patreon.com slash mixed politics you could throw something to us and we'll throw it back yes absolutely we love you thank you so much and for the people who've been throwing at us we've been throwing it back and we love you both equally yes so thank you so much so to our analysts, pundits, and experts, thank you for sticking it out with us an hour and something. And good luck with this fucking indictment. But you're going to be a part of history, and so am I. Thank yes. you. <laughs> wow. Oh. That turned into something that we didn't even plan. An hour and a half for episode two. What the fuck? No, I'm sure there's like edited out of Audible. 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 <laughs>